The free man knows how to dream and how to invent his own life. The philosopher Martin Gray said that. The first part of Gray's quote I interpret as looking within yourself and imagining the greatest things you'll ever do. The second part of the quote, knowing how to invent life, I interpret as the practical side of the equation. It's about the plan you must develop to make the dream possible. It's the preparation and work that have to be done to make it come true. Because dreams don't get made overnight. I started karate when I was seven years old. It took almost two decades of constant practice and dedication to get a shot at the title. 20 years. And to be perfectly honest with you, most of the time I had no real idea exactly where I was going. At first, I thought I was going to be a wrestler like Hulk Hogan. One day, when you were nine, I found you watching wrestling on television, my mother recalls. You turned to me and said, One day, there will be a Bahome Georges. It really freaked me out when I think of that. This is Wright Brennan with Lost in the Midlands, brought to you by Seawright Roofing. And today I am here with a serial entrepreneur, a coach and mentor, former competitive MMA fighter, freaking awesome guy, Mr. Tim Goodwin. Thanks for hanging out today, man. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that is a, um, that's a really cool reading by uh, George St. Pierre that we talked about. Um, I know that you said you had that book at some point in time and that he was some sort of influence um, in, in your career yes. and uh, aspiration. And um, you can tell just from that little quote that from a young age he was thinking about fighting. Is that something that kind of resonates with you from a young age? Yeah, It does. Um, I didn't really consider fighting as a, a serious avenue as a kid. I really was interested in martial arts, but fighting, I guess the competitive side of it wasn't something I really uh, – seriously considered until I was moving more towards adulthood. As a kid, I watched the UFC. I yeah. watched anything martial arts related, and I enjoyed it, but I never thought that it would be me inside of the cage actually doing it. Yeah, yeah, that that is interesting. Um, and you probably kind of grew up watching that whole sport grow. I mean, it really has grown a lot throughout your lifetime. Yeah, it's a huge difference. I actually watched a uh, like a recap kind of flashback. It was like this year in the UFC, and it showed like 1994, like the second year they were around. And the sport was uh, completely different than what it is now. The lack of weight classes, lack of rules, yeah. the uh, just a completely different feel and vibe of it. It was a, a, a huge difference looking at what I watched when I was probably maybe 11 years old compared to what the sport looks like now and how professional it is uh, in, the, in the modern era. Yeah, yeah, I, I, could, I could see that. That's, um, that is interesting insight coming from the professional, <laughs> knowing, yeah. knowing what's going on. You mentioned when you were 11. Let's talk a little bit about your beginnings, like where you were born and raised. Are you from this, this area? Uh, yeah, I was born in New Mexico. My father was in the Air Force, but uh, I grew up here in the Columbia area. Uh, my parents moved back here when I was about three years old, and I was here throughout childhood. I went off to college up in North Carolina. I wrestled at Appalachian State University, and then once I finished up in college, I moved back down here to work, and then um, that's when I found uh, mixed martial arts, and then and one thing led to another, and went to, I moved in the, the fighting realm and yeah. went from there. Yeah, well, 
and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> and um, in your your days uh, wrestling at uh, App State, I mean, is that where you kind of began to love the the grappling and just the competitive nature of, of the sport? Yeah, um, grappling had always been kind of interesting to me. It's funny, kind of uh, the the quote you read from George St. Pierre, I guess, where he grew up watching like professional wrestling, like Hulk Hogan and those guys, and that's actually what I grew up watching as a kid. I watched that with my dad a whole lot. And the grappling side of it, like the submission holds, things like that, always kind of stood out to me. And that was, I think, what kind of spurred me as far as getting started with the wrestling team in high school. And then towards the end of college, I started taking an interest in um, jiu-jitsu. I started watching the UFC a little bit more seriously at that point. And I kind of had it set in my head that once I was done up there moving back down here, I would find out uh, find a place to train at as far as jiu-jitsu and it just so happened that I started training jiu-jitsu, but also started training striking arts like Muay Thai as well, too. And then um, fighting just kind of, you know, things just kind of, like they say, one thing led to another, and, and there we go. So. Yeah, that is that, that is interesting. And um, that's your, your part of your fight journey. I'm also interested in your entrepreneurial journey. You guys have, you know, TNT, the gym. You're also operating – um, Dynamite Kids After School Program, Casey's Best After School Program. You guys got a lot of operations going on. Yes. So I want to hear a little bit about that journey. I, at some point, you you know, you went from you know the guy in the cage to the guy behind the desk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I originally had no intent on um, running a, a like a martial arts business or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I worked in different fields. I kind of did some work as like a personal trainer. I used to lead um, uh, older adult senior exercise classes, different things like that, fitness boot camps. Yeah. And um, I actually met my wife, Tamaya, at one of the places I was working at, and she was actually at the uh, rec center running karate classes with her family. And as her family started to kind of shift away from the martial arts side of things, um, I started seeing what she was doing in the business, and I started just, like, helping out and kind of doing a little research on my own, and we just, like, you know, find little bits of information here and there. And I started gradually helping more and more, and as the family kind of moved in different directions, I kind of stepped in a little bit more. And then we took what they had, we kind of rebuilt it, rebranded it, we started with TNT, and after a couple of years of running TNT, we were able to, to basically go full-time with it. Yeah. Um, I was working as a firefighter at one point, and once TNT got to a point where it was able to sustain our family, I ended up uh, being in the position to leave that behind. And then um, once COVID hit, we had some challenges with that, so we decided to uh, get another business started that would be more essential. That way we wouldn't get shut down, so then Casey's Best after school was uh, – uh, was created at that point, and then earlier this year, we uh, opened up Dynamite Kids after school and summer camp over in the Irmo, Lake Murray area. And uh, the the after school programs and the gym all kind of have you know some overlap here. The gym, I know you guys have some really awesome kids programs for martial arts. Can you tell me a little bit about what's going on in the gym? Yeah, so um, for our our kids program, uh, we have a, a what's essentially a kids mixed martial arts program. Um, we have um, a full team of instructors. One of the best things about the kids program is now that it's been a, we've been open for for some time now. We're starting to see where um, some participants in the program are starting to kind of grow into instructors. 
Um, just a few years ago, we actually hired on our first instructors that came up through the program. We hired on uh, two twin sisters. They started with us when they were, I believe, eight or nine years old. We hired them when they were 14, wow. and then they've been working for us. They just turned 17 now, and they both um, teach kickboxing classes. They teach uh, kids' classes. They both have competed in kickboxing, karate, jiu-jitsu, and it's been great seeing them kind of grow up through the program and um, basically – they help to kind of build that culture so that they they understand how things run at TNT. They set a great example, so the kids coming up kind of see them as a great example. And it also kind of illustrates, I believe, the success of the program is that it's in a position to help to build kids up to that point to where they can turn around and then they can give back to the next generation of kids as well too. And it's really cool to see now with them working with my own kids in the program, teaching my son, teaching my daughter, and teaching oh, wow. those classes. Yeah, and – Proof that you guys have an awesome culture in there. You know, when the students become the teachers, um, you know that you guys are on the right tracks. And that is that is really cool. And you said they're teaching your kids now, so your kids are coming up through the, the ranks. Yeah, I've got uh, my son is six. He's been training since he was four years old. Um, he's been he's done a couple jujitsu tournaments. He's um, very excited about martial arts. Wakes up wanting to spar and fight and wrestle every day. Um, he if you ask him when he grows up, he wants to be a fighter, just like just like I was. Uh, my daughter, she trains. She's not as into it, but she still does a couple classes a week. She has a lot of fun with it, and she balances that with uh, with some ballet classes as well too. So, but yeah, the whole family is training. My wife's on the mat; she trains as well too. It's a it's a family affair. That is super cool. And with the after school program, I mean, I imagine some of the kids that are taking the martial arts classes now have an opportunity to go and you know be a part of that program. Is that a little bit how it works, or? Yeah, so with the after-school programs, they um, they do offer martial arts classes like built-in as part of their regular schedule. Oh, so okay. the kids get two martial arts classes a week. Then they have other indoor sports like either dance or tumbling, um, different arts and crafts activities, things like that. But they do get to um, participate in the martial arts. And then for parents who want their kids to get, I guess, more in-depth training, they can also dual enroll between Casey's Best and TNT. So we have that option to where they can get even more training if it's uh, if the child has has that 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 interest in it well you've got you know I guess this is like three businesses now you've got <laughs> multiple locations how are you juggling all this stuff you got two kids I mean you know life's got to have a pretty tight schedule for you yeah, um, time management and also just having um, having a spouse that's also involved, having my wife, Tamaya, um, and seeing the work that she puts in as well, too. You know, she, on a daily basis, might rotate between any one of the different locations, kind of checking in on, on the staff, uh, making sure things are running smoothly. And then even outside of that, just having a really strong team all around, having a great director, great staff members at the after-school locations, having a really strong team of uh, instructors, a uh, great manager at TNT. Um, just having a really strong team behind us helps uh, take a little bit of the load off of our shoulders and make things run a bit smoother. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you guys are setting, like, the example for a how a family business should operate as a team. You guys are, you know, are not just operating the family unit, but, you know, this large business as well. So um, kudos to you guys. With the uh, martial arts program in the adult arena, what uh, opportunities are there for, let's say, somebody who hasn't had experience in MMA, but they've seen it and like, that's oh, cool. 
Yeah, I would say that's probably the majority of the people that come to train with us have not had any prior training, and usually it's something that somehow piqued their interest, whether they saw uh, a UFC fight on TV or maybe a video on Instagram or Facebook or just the idea popped in their head or maybe they saw it like, hey, this would be a cool workout. Yeah. That would be probably the majority of the adults that come to us, and they may not have an, uh, any aspirations as far as like fighting or competing, but the training is great for lots of other reasons. It's a really good workout. Um, some people do it more more so for just like the mental health side of things. It's really a great way to kind of like clear your head after a long day, kind of blow yeah. off some steam, um, just be around good people. The community aspect is huge. I see a lot of people that come in and after they've been training for a while, I start noticing like bonds will form. They'll start making friends that they um, have met at TNT and um, you'll see people to where they um, they hang out outside of the training. They'll you know come in and train, but they they might also go out and you know go grab pizza afterwards. Yep. Sometimes we'll do social events where we go out somewhere to watch a UFC fight. But I see uh, the, the strong community as one of the biggest benefits as well too. So there's the the physical aspect, the mental aspect, and also the social aspect for people. Yeah, wow, really hitting hitting a lot of different areas. Um, and those people that are coming in that that you know, don't know much. I mean, I imagine y'all must have like, all right, there's a beginner's program. This is where this is the beginning. And then you got probably guys in there who are, um, you know, extremely well-trained. <laughs> there's the extremely well-trained programs that kind of mix it up a little bit. Yeah, we have a, for each program, we kind of have a fundamentals level program for people to start with. So for jujitsu, we have a, um, a white belt only class. That way they can come in and kind of ease their way onto the mat, kind of yeah. learn some of the basics and fundamentals and train with other people that are kind of at that more uh, beginner experience level. And then they can, from there, transition up to the all levels classes. And then same thing for kickboxing. We have a fundamentals program where they get to le learn all the basics and kind of ease their way in. It's a non-contact program, but they're working like partner drills. Cool. working on their footwork, basic punches, things like that. And then for the people who want to go and take the next step, they can also move up to our uh, higher-level programs and get more sparring and more contact-based training from yeah. there. Those individuals who are making a lot of progress, I, I know you guys do have some, got some, some people in there who are fighting competitively and stuff. How do you nurture those fighters? Like if you see somebody coming along and like, this guy's got some talent, I mean, is there a, uh, a process you go through where you kind of help – guide them in the direction of let's you know let's sign up for a fight yeah so um a lot of times it's more based off the person so i will of course if someone stands out i'll you know talk to them and see what their goals are but usually when they first come in i try and figure out why they're training what the end goal is where they what they would like to do with their training and a lot of times people that had that competitive mindset will usually let us know kind of early on, so we'll kind of keep an eye out for them. But usually starting them off in the fundamentals, but then moving, up, moving them up into the full MMA program from that point on, um, just um, once they get ready, usually trying to find different avenues of competition that lead them towards full MMA. So they may start off by doing just a, a basic, like, uh, jiu-jitsu tournament. Yeah. They may start with some point kickboxing tournaments and then eventually move to full contact kickboxing and then eventually move to amateur MMA. And then um, for those who are ready to take that next step, then eventually up to professional MMA. Okay. And so you must have somebody who's on the track for a, a pro debut 
Yeah, yeah. We have uh, numerous fighters in the gym. Got some guys getting ready to fight next month uh, in some amateur bouts. We have one of our fighters who uh, he recently won a championship belt here in Columbia, uh, Brandon Holmes. He's he's currently undefeated in MMA, wow. also has a good bit of uh, kickboxing bouts under his belt. Um, he recently won the Conflict MMA middleweight title back in uh, back in May here in town. Yeah. And uh, we've been searching to try and get maybe one more amateur fight, but more than likely he'll be making that jump to the pro level sometime before the end of this year. Awesome. Well, maybe one thing you could tell us a little bit about, you know, somebody out there who's listening who has had some, like, competitive, you know, who who is a competitor and, and maybe they are trained. Um, what type of coaches would somebody like that who's interested in coming on, do, do, are the coaches that you have a degree of, do they have, like, some sort of belt degree or, um, you know, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I feel like that's one of the strongest areas we have is that we have a very, uh, a very experienced um group of coaches at TNT. Um, Of course, myself, I've wrestled in college. I've also coached college wrestling. I've got a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I won a world championship in jiu-jitsu a couple years ago. And of course, I fought for 10 years as a professional, so I've got a good bit of experience. I've seen a lot, done a lot, um, and I can help people kind of, you know, uh, navigate through those, those waters as far as fighting. But even outside of myself, I have other coaches that step in and fill different roles. Uh, my own personal coach that I worked with when I was coming up as far as my, my striking, my kickboxing, his name is uh, Sam King. He's actually one of our coaches at the gym as well, too. So they get to learn from the same person that I learned from as I was coming up. So he's there helping to coach the fighters, helping to corner them in their fights. Um, also, we have a couple other um, couple other coaches that help out as well, too. Um, one of our fighters actually works for the gym full-time. Uh, Caleb Lang, so he's getting ready for a fight next month, but he also works full-time at the gym. He's um, in charge of our white belt fundamentals program. He's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. He's got about a decade of training. He's had some fights under his belt before. And then we have another uh, brown belt at the gym, uh, Dale. He's um, He's been training for a, about a decade or so. He's competed in jiu-jitsu. He's got a great mind for, for the grappling side of things. So we've got a, a very solid uh, coaching base. We also have um, – uh, Coach Jonathan, he runs our wrestling program, so he was a uh, Division II national qualifier at, in college. So we have pretty much every area covered as far as our striking, our wrestling, our jiu-jitsu, yep. and then also just putting MMA together as a whole, too. Yeah, top-notch, top-notch. I have a couple questions for you about, um, you know, just advice you could give somebody. One is somebody who wants to become a fighter and is thinking about taking that path, maybe a similar path that you were on, what advice would you give to that individual? I would say the number one thing would be to find a coach and find a coach that you believe in. Um, that was the biggest thing for me when I was fighting was having great coaches around me and trusting my coaches, knowing that when I go in for a workout that I don't have to overthink or second-guess uh, different aspects of the training. I can go in there, and if I trust the coach, I can just do what they say, follow behind everything, put the effort in, and everything works itself out. So um, finding a, a great coach slash mentor and just having a really uh, coachable at, uh, attitude and mentality. I think that's the number one thing. Awesome. Great advice. And then advice for somebody who's going to go out on their own as an entrepreneur, what advice would you have in that arena? Um, even on that side, so, uh, it runs kind of similar. Oh. I would say finding great mentors, finding people who have done what you're hoping to do, um, seeking out the knowledge, and also being willing to put the work in, and also um, having a mentality where you understand that everything won't always go 
in the perfect direction and being willing to, um, I guess, in some ways, be a little bit stubborn and push through those uh, those hard times and uh, and just get through adversity. Because in business, things um, don't always run perfectly, but um, as long as you keep putting the work in, you put yourself around the right people, you can really make some big things happen. Heck yeah, wise words. Where can we find you? Um, on Instagram at Tim Goodwin underscore TNT. Um, also, uh, TNT Martial Arts, you can find us on Instagram as well, at TNT Columbia. Um, Casey's Best is going to be at Casey's Best underscore TNT. And then Dynamite Kids is going to be at Dynamite Kids underscore TNT. You can also find us on the web, www.tntcolumbia.com. Fantastic. Hey, Tim, thanks for coming in today. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks for having me.